Every day we live our lives without noticing. We meet new people, explore new places, and unconsciously do tasks without even thinking twice. Thoughts and information enter our minds and sometimes we don't realize the meanings behind them. This is the Right Over Our Heads podcast, where we explore the things that we often don't realize and go right over our heads. We take these thoughts and actions to the streets and ask passers-by if they have experienced the same psychological phenomena and attempt to make sense of them. This podcast is brought to you by Perfect Box Studios at WMSC at the School of Communication Media at Montclair State University. I'm your host, Chris Sopko, and now let's begin. Have you ever thought twice about your own memories? Have you ever thought something was said or written one way, but it's actually something else? If you have, you may be experiencing the Mandela Effect. The Mandela Effect is a collective misremembering of a fact or event. In simpler terms, it is the result of many people wrongly remembering the same fact. It is a conflict between the past and what people can remember. The name was coined by a self-proclaimed paranormal consultant Fiona Broom and is related to one common misconception about former South African president Nelson Mandela. She based it on the fact that many people thought Mandela died in prison in the 1980s when in fact he was liberated in the year 1990 very much alive. But what could have made people thought he died? Could it have been because his wife appeared on television to give a speech afterwards? Was an article in the newspaper misread or glanced over? Thousands of people stuck by this misremembered fact until his death in 2013 and can recall hearing about his death in the news before the year 1990. This can be explained by a psychological phenomenon Sigmund Freud called false memory. False memory is when a person's mind puts pieces of vague memories together and unconsciously pieces together images and words from the media. Now we are going to explore three instances of the Mandela effect and why people may have misremembered the facts that they are paired with. The first instance of the Mandela Effect we're going to explore has to do with the popular board game Monopoly. Yes, I bet you remember the good times you had buying properties and taking your friend's money every time they land on them, or going bankrupt because your little brother has a hotel on Boardwalk. One thing you might also remember is the Monopoly guy with his white bushy mustache and top hat, but do you remember him wearing a monocle on one of his eyes? If you do, you're experiencing the Mandela Effect. In your memory, you can see the black and white image of him with a monocle and a big old bag of money cradled in his arms, but in reality, he is actually barefaced. Believe it or not, many people believe the same thing. Can you describe what the Monopoly guy looks like? It's this sh- old man. He's short. He's got a mustache, a top hat, and a jacket, and he's got gray pants, and he's always carrying around a bag of money. Does he have a monocle? Yes, yes he does. Doesn't he wear like a tux and a white beard? And doesn't he have like a cane? Yeah, do you remember him having one of these? Oh, he had eyeglass. A a monocle, do you remember? Yeah, monocle eyeglass. Honestly, when I think back to the times I like open the box and like look, I don't actually think he has a monocle. I think he's like monocle free. You remember what the Monopoly guy looks like, right? All right. The monocle, mustache, top hat. Yeah, so he has a monocle, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you know he actually doesn't have a monocle? He does not have a monocle. He doesn't have a monocle. I did not know this. Yep. There are many reasons why one may remember him with a monocle, but one of the main reasons is because of film and television. 
Think about how many times you have seen somebody on the big screen wearing a tuxedo, bow tie, top hat, and a monocle. One character that was always seen with this getup is the Penguin from the Batman series, who has a striking resemblance to the Monopoly guy. Then there was the time in The Simpsons where Homer was wearing the outfit in the 1997 episode Sister Sister, and who can forget the legendary moment from Ace Ventura when nature calls, when Jim Carrey says, And you must be the Monopoly guy. All of these images and words presented from these shows and films mix together in a mash of memories in your mind. And since this was once a common outfit in the late 19th century for upper-class men, your mind puts them into one category and combines the images together to, to give you the image of the Monopoly guy with the monocle. For our next example, let me ask you if this sounds familiar. Luke, I am your father. I've heard it a hundred times, but I did not know what Darth Vader actually said. Star Wars does not need an introduction, but let me set, at least set the stage. Darth Vader just chopped off Luke's hand and his life is hanging in the balance. Vader says to Luke, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. Luke responds, he told me you killed him. Then he says, no, I am your father, not Luke, I am your father. When put into context, no, I am your father makes more sense. But why did I think it was Luke, I am your father? Before I answer this, let's ask some people on the street. What is Darth Vader's most famous line? No, I am your father. Oh, uh, uh, it's uh, Luke, I am your father. Luke, you're my father. The biggest no, moment. he says, no, I am your father. One may think it is Luke, I am your father because it is one of the most used movie references of all time. In the year 1980, when this film was released, this was the biggest plot twist in film history and is the most commonly remembered part of the entire film. It also makes a quick and easy movie reference in television shows. I can remember multiple references to this scene in some of my favorite cartoons such as Fairly Odd Parents and The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. As a matter of fact, if you look up Star Wars, I am your father on Google, most of the search results will say Luke. I am your father, even though that's not what he actually said in the movie. Star Wars also has some other hidden instances of the Mandela effect, like when Luke had a green lightsaber and one he had a blue lightsaber. One thing many people don't remember about the film is that C-3PO has one silver leg. When you really look at it, it's quite noticeable, but I bet you didn't notice until just now. Many people think C-3PO is entirely bronze, when in fact one of his legs is silver. But since he's mostly bronze, it makes sense that one's memory would leave out that fact. This next example is not very common, but it puts the Mandela effect into perspective. One of the most reused stories out of the Brothers Grimm, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, also has a famous quote. The queen approaches the magic mirror and asks, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? That's what we all remember, but how many of us actually read the original story? Most of us have experienced the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, know it only from the 1937 Disney film. The original printed fairy tale says, Mirror, mirror on the wall, 
but in the animated film, the line actually says, Magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? So how would we know that the original line is mirror, mirror on the wall if we've never read the original story? Let's ask some people on the street what they remember. When Maleficent approaches the mirror, what does she say to the mirror? In the film, though. It's like mirror, mirror on the wall. Well, what's the famous line that the queen says to the mirror? Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Yeah. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs has been recreated and retold many times throughout history in either film or television. Just to put it into perspective, here are some uses of Mirror Mirror on the Wall in films. For example, there's Shrek, Happily Ever After, Snow White and the Huntsman, Maleficent, and Mirror Mirror with Julia Roberts. This shows how different forms of media interfere with our memories and can in turn change what we remember. This example was not known by most because they had only seen the 1937 film a few times when they were young, but we know the quote from other references and can place it with the imagery of the 1937 film. I have to admit I feel like I don't have control of these memories unless I confront them like I am right now, correcting myself and asking, why did I think it was that way? This last example of the Mandela effect is a little unexpected for most. Everyone remembers the beloved children's story of Curious George, but do they fully remember what he looks like? Off the top of my head, he's a little monkey with a round face, big smile, brown fur, and a little outcropping of hair above his brow. But does he have a tail? He's a monkey, so he should have a long tail behind him, right? Wrong. Curious George does not have a tail and never has. However, it would make sense if he did, right? Let's ask some people on the street and see what they have to say. So from just general images of Curious George, do you remember him having a tail? I think so. I don't know. Maybe? He does not. He does not? He does not. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, weird. Does he have a tail? No. Do you remember if he has a tail or not? I don't think he does. Yeah, that's right. He does. But does he have a tail? All monkeys got tails, right? Does he have a tail? Of course, why wouldn't it? Well, the way you're asking it right now. But if, if I had to go, if somebody asked me, like, describe Curious George, like, of course he has a tail. He's a monkey. He actually doesn't. No, I don't think. I'm not sure if he has a tail. I don't. I'm going to say, like, a strictly maybe he has a tail, but I don't. Does, does he have a tail? I don't even know. No. He doesn't have he a tail. Doesn't. Wow. He's got a bare butt. <laughs> He's got no tail. This curious issue with Curious George makes you quite curious, doesn't it? Well, this example of the Mandela effect is one of the most realistic in terms of mental disturbance because it has to do with the anatomy of George himself. He is a monkey, and some monkeys have long tails. Because of this fact, your mind fuses the two images into one because it makes the most sense to your own memory. Think of your mind like it's a computer hard drive. When it starts running out of space, it will start to combine some of your similar memories to make some room for new ones. This is the case for all these instances of the Mandela effect.
The Mandela effect works in mysterious ways. To make sense of this psychological phenomenon, let's take a look at a few facts we put together. Our memories get clouded by other memories that are very similar. Thoughts and in images enter our mind every day and add to these clouded memories. You may even think back to similar memory the moment a new one enters and you question yourself about what you're thinking. Let's look at one last example, another children's story. The Berenstain Bears is often referred to as the Berenstain Bears because of conflicting but similar memories of other common names. Upon looking at the title The Berenstain Bears, the reader's mind may twist the words and see Berenstain instead of Berenstain because of last names with the suffix stein are more common than stain. It isn't because of the way the text is presented, it's because it conflicts with similar, more familiar names in your own mind. The Mandela effect cuts and pastes different memories in your mind to create a more familiar memory that makes more sense to you. Since all these examples are very specific and not commonly paid attention to, they get disrupted by other media. Television shows, films, and other media make popular culture references that are similar to the original meanings, but have slight alterations. If you think about it, how many times have you heard a reference to Darth Vader's line, No, I am your father, and how many times have you heard him say it in the film? Since there is an unequal balance between the frequency of these two, they get merged into a mess of thoughts. If this all sounds like it doesn't make sense, you are right because no one truly understands the complexity of the Mandela Effect, and that makes it all the more interesting to explore. I'm Chris Sopko, and thanks for listening.